Welcome to Everything Retirement Planning. This is Daryl, and this is episode number 25. What is an exchange-traded fund, an ETF? Before we get started, discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Jermosco Financial Advisory and Cambridge are not affiliated. Cambridge does not offer tax or legal advice. All right, so I wanted to go a little deeper in investments, uh, more on a um, investment, I guess you call it a product or, yeah, a, a security and exchange-traded fund. Uh, they have been around for many years, and um, I, I think they're a great um security or investment to take a look at. And maybe you're not too um, savvy on investments. You hear about things, right? You hear about, you know, stocks, bonds, or different kinds of companies. And and maybe the jargon is thrown out there, an ETF, and that just like ETF, you know, I'm not, not, you're not quite sure what it is. So I thought I would, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, go a little um, deeper, explain what it is. So, um, you know, so you know. Heck, who knows? Maybe you have some right now uh, in in your investments. An ETF, though, it, it's a basket of securities you buy and sell through a brokerage firm on on a stock exchange. And really, you don't have to worry about the stock exchange. You know, <laughs> we have a button that says buy sell, right? Um, for the brokerage account, you would have, and, and then everything else taken care of from there. What you might find very similar, though, when you hear a basket or a pool of of securities. When it says securities, that could be like stocks, you know, like, uh, you know, think of any publicly traded company out there that you hear, um, is it going to be in an ETF? So it sounds similar to a mutual fund, but they're very, very different than a mutual fund. Okay. Um, I tend to lean more towards ETFs, but there's, you know, it's fine. Um, you can have mutual funds as well, but the pooling allows then what, what does that mean? It means you don't just have one security. You don't own just one stock and there's, there's nothing wrong with that either. As long as you do your research, you know, your risk reward, all that good stuff. But with a, an exchange traded fund, an ETF, it, for example, if you have a technology fund, uh, you're not going to have one technology company inside that, uh, ETF. You might have 150, 200. So the nice thing is it's, it's very um, broad and diversified, but it may be, I'll get into this in a second here, but um, it could be could be specific to one sector or one type of company. So ETFs, they offer virtually every conceivable asset class from traditional investments to so-called alternative, alternative assets like commodities and um Currencies. So let's let's just go through some of these different types, and, and this is what this is this is what's amazing. There's you can really diversify and build portfolios with exchange traded funds. There's the index ETF. I'm just going for I was going to say ETF a lot easier. You know what that is now an index ETF. It's 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 designed to track a particular index like the S and P 500, the Dow Jones, the Nasdaq. That's what it does, right? So if you're like, I don't know what to do, you know, just want to follow an index, you could 
find multiple types of different ETFs that are indexed um, in, in what they do. Then there's fixed income, right? So they're designed to provide exposure to virtually every type of, of bond available. So whether it be treasuries, corporates, municipals, international, high yield, and, and there's definitely more. So fixed income is, once again, if you have an objective to generate income, so maybe you're getting, uh, you know, obviously closer to retirement and you're, you're wanting to put a portfolio together and you're not so crazy about, I want to make a lot of appreciation. I don't want as much appreciation. I want more income to then supplement. So there's fixed income ETFs. Sector and industry. So these are to give you exposure to a particular industries such as maybe oil or pharmaceuticals, uh, high technology. I already kind of talked about that, right? So you can get very specific sectors or industry ETFs. Commodity, well, corn, oil, uh, gold. I mean, those are commodities, right? So if you're wanting to get some exposure to, to commodities in your portfolio, you can do that through an ETF. Uh, then there's also referred to as style. So the market capitalization. So if you're looking for like large cap, small cap, mid cap, you can do that as well. You can be very specific on um, even a combination. You can have a sector or industry fund that is only in the large cap, right? You can you can do that. So you can see you can mix and match based off what it is that you're seeking and what you're looking for. If you're looking for that foreign exposure to the, the, your investments or the foreign market, uh, it's going to be obviously non-U.S. markets such as Japan, the Nikkei Index, or the Hong Kong, uh, the, the Hang Seng Index. So if you're looking for exposure, you're looking at what would be something like something that's not as correlated to the U.S., meaning if the U.S. is going up and down and sideways, you're wanting something that's going sideways, down and up, right? Maybe something that's opposite, something that's very different. So you're looking for some some diversification that way. Well, you could do ETFs looking for foreign international um, uh, ETFs. There are also what we refer to as inverse, and, and these are designed to profit from a decline in an underlying market or an index. So these could be a little bit more risque, um, but there's that they're available. That's just it. It doesn't matter. I'm not saying, you know, What's right, wrong, and different? I'm saying this is what ETFs are, and there's a bunch of different kinds. There's leveraged, and these are designed to use leverage to amplify the returns. Once again, that one's probably going to be a little bit more risky. And, and, and all risk included with these. You got to do your research. You got to talk to an advisor. You got to know what you're doing. But the key here is the learning point is is there's things that's called exchange traded funds. It's good to know about them. And once again, if, if you're working with somebody, you can you might have some. Or if you're talking about this with, with a planner or, or you're doing your own research, you know these things exist, okay? Actively managed ETFs, those are designed to outperform an index, uh, unlike most ETFs, which are designed to track, uh, track an index, right? So they do have actively managed. Uh, they have exchange-traded notes. These are referred to as ETN. I don't want to confuse with exchange-traded funds, but they're very, very similar. They're backed by creditworthiness of the issuing bank. Uh, these are provi provided um, access to um, the the notes, the bonds, uh, that, that kind of world out there, so to speak, that... Uh, Help you benefit from you know generating um, short-term capital gains, income. Anyways, exchange-traded notes, and then there's alternative investments. So 
These are uh, innovative structures such as ETFs that allow investors to trade volatility and gain exposure to particular investment strategies such as currency carrying or covered call writing. Once again, pretty savvy stuff that might be like, what? I don't know what that really is. That's okay. What the cool thing is there's different kinds of exchange traded funds, right? You can find your index funds. You can find your sector. You can find your style. You know, there's there's a, a lot of exchange traded funds available. They have grown very, very popular. And I think the reason why is because I want to talk about the advantages of an exchange traded fund ETF. They're easy to trade, right? They trade like a stock. So maybe you're like, I never traded a stock before. Well, if you haven't, they're just very simple. Uh, they're very, it's very transparent. You, you, they have ticker symbols, right? What's a ticker symbol? Well, you know, it is a an abbreviation or uh, a symbol. Uh, it's it's letters that you know are basically you can look up on a uh, um, like a a computer now. It should be like a quote machine, but literally go on you know to any sort of financial market website, put in the ticker symbols, and tell you where it's trading. It's gonna give you a bunch of information, just as it would if you were doing it for a stock. All right, so that's what's cool. You can see exactly what's the ETF is holding, how much of it it's holding. Huge advantage. Uh, they're more tax efficient because they're not going to trade as actively. You're not going to see like a capital gain distribution. That, that only matters if you have a, a taxable account, right? So if you have an ETF inside of your, if you're using it as an investment inside your any sort of retirement account, it doesn't matter if there's a distribution, right? Because the, the you're being protected from the taxes from the you know your retirement account, an IRA, a 401k, 403b, things like things like that. Um, so they are, but so but they are though. If you have a taxable account, money that you have paid tax on already, and you're investing it into a brokerage account, um, they, they're going to be a little more tax efficient for you. Um, and there's different kinds of trades you can make, all right? So, for example, if an, a particular ETF is trading at 50, but you're like, I'd really like to buy it at 49, not 50, and you feel like the price is going to come down on that particular ETF because you're looking at the charts, you could put a limit order on there for the day or, you know, whatever, uh, for $49, right? So it trades very, very much like a regular normal stock, which is really awesome. All right. So huge. The disadvantages of ETFs. Uh, I don't know if this would really be a disadvantage of trading cost. Uh, yeah, there could be a cost to trade just like there'd be cost to, to there's a cost to invest, right? So I guess you got to look into that, you know, if, on your, if you had a brokerage account, uh, what's it cost to make a trade? Uh, maybe based off how many shares that you buy of the exchange traded fund. So and then this one is, is something worth looking at, but this is almost the same as an ind individual stock or security would be um, illiquidity. Illiquidity means it's not liquid, meaning it doesn't trade very often or, or a lot of, it doesn't trade a lot of shares. So uh, when, I'm, when I'm doing my research, I'm a real big fan of an exchange-traded fund, at least you know 500,000 shares a day of buying and selling. That basically means if you buy something that trades a thousand shares or less in, in one day, that it doesn't trade very much, and there could be a big difference between the bid and the ask, or you might just not be able to get out of it. So then it would be illiquid, right? Uh, I don't like that, right? I, I really so I'd really say be careful. Look at the average daily volume on the ETF, uh, just like a security, a regular stack out there. Some of them are just kind of <laughs> there. 
they're not being traded. They're it's they're not. Um, I guess they're not being viewed or looked at very much. And so, uh, if you do buy into one of those, you may not get out when you want to because there's just no activity. So that's the same thing with an exchange traded fund. So. What I would say is be watchful for, if you like one, you're doing your research, look at the average volume that trades on a daily basis or a 10-day average. And uh, I would say 500,000. Uh, sometimes I'm okay with a little bit lower than that, but it's really nice even if it's closer to more like a million shares per day. Um, that just That's going to be a, you know, I, I think that's good. It just it makes you feel like, okay, good. You know, if I want to get out of this six months from now, this thing is trading and I should be okay to then sell out of it. Uh, so, uh, those would be the the only two little disadvantages right there, and I think the illiquid one is probably the one I'd highlight to just be watchful for. All right, and like I said, it's really not even a disadvantage to an ETF because there are individual stocks out there that trade that are illiquid as well because they don't trade very much. So it's almost the same thing. So, with that being said, that's what uh, uh, that's now. Now, if someone said, "Hey, what's an exchange traded fund?" You mean? You can say you mean an ETF, and then you can go in and tell them what it is and all that good stuff, all right? Okay, hey, with that, thank you for being here. And once again, I look forward to talking to you very soon. Bye for now.